Abundance of love Abundance of grace Down to that cross You took my place Oh God You take my ransom Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people. Now, here's Pastor Scott. Hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. I want to preach to you this morning from a sermon titled, Plant the Crop. God wants you to grow. Look at somebody and say, Plant. Pray with me. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you for instruction. God, I thank you for every person who's come. We thank you for sunshine and rain. God, and I pray that even now you'd anoint me to say things that would honor you and that you'd teach us from your word by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible, now here, here's what's crazy. That may look like a big book, but that's not really a big book. If you ever went to a, a decent college, you had at least three textbooks for every class, and they were all at least this big. And if you took five classes a semester, one, that's a lot, uh, and two, you read a lot of books. Here's the, here's the crazy part. The average Christian has not read this book. Oh, pr- wow, boom, just, I guess I had my thumb in there. I'm like, man, it opened right back up to the same spot. Um, the average Christian has never read this book through from cover to cover. And I want to encourage you, if you don't hear anything else this morning, before you fade out on me, be a person of the book. Amen? Uh, it's a big book. It's not, it's not the biggest book in the world, but it contains a lot of information. It's, it's broken down into an Old Testament, a New Testament, 66 books, 929 chapters in the Old Testament, 260 chapters in the New Testament, 1,189 chapters all totaled, 31,102 verses all there. Uh, do you have all 31,102 verses memorized yet? Uh, no, me either. Uh, say big book. It's a big book, and there's lots of different topics discussed and taught in the Bible, but the concepts of faith, hope, and love are taught throughout. And I want you to get in your mind this morning, faith, hope, and love. I want you to think about that today, tomorrow, this week, this month, and Always In 1 Corinthians 13, uh, many people call that chapter the love chapter, and it, it talks about, in the verse we looked at, faith, hope, and love, and it tells us that the greatest of these three is love. And I want to tell you this, and I want to make sure you understand this. These things, faith, hope, and love, have to be part of every Christian's core values. You may have never spent a lot of time thinking about your core values, if, but if you work for corporate America or if you work for some trendy business that has a mission statement, McDonald's don't do that, do they? You know, y'all got a mission statement hanging up in, 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 on, on the wall and in every store, mission statements, uh, vision statements, uh, core values. I don't know if you've ever considered what your core values are, but hear me good. You have one. You have a set of core values, and they need to include what the Bible says are still remaining faith, hope, and love. I certainly hope that we can all agree with the Word of God today and admit that faith, hope, and love are vital to the life of every Christian. So I have to put my hand up to clue y'all 
because some of y'all ain't been in church long enough to know. Uh, if you, the, the, the more you say amen, the faster we get out of here. I always get some feedback on that. Now, the people that have been around for a while, they're thinking, I can say amen every three seconds. We're still going to be here. It is what the IS is. All right? But we, we've, we've got to think about these things this morning because I believe this is what God wants you to hear, that faith, hope, and love are important. Can we agree with that? Now, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, very familiar verse of Scripture says, Don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always reap what you sow. Oh, there's so much in that verse. If I, if, if I was going to teach it, we could just stay in this one verse. Remember always when you read the Bible, pay attention to the punctuation. It will help your comprehension. Don't be misled. Now, let's, let's pretend like we're in Wednesday night Bible study. I love Wednesday night Bible study. I wish more of you would come. It's the best Bible study we have all week long. It's open discussion, interactive format, and we just slow it down, and we take a deeper dive into the Word of God. And let's pretend like we're in Wednesday night church. Some of you guys have been around for a while. Help the people that haven't. Why would God, watch 18 people have this answer off the top of their head. Why would God, I don't even have to finish it for 17 of them. Why, why would God tell his children not to be misled? Because we are, because we can be. It's, it's easy to get misled. Do you know how many uh, crazy uh, off Preachers are on the radio in today's world and the television and in pulpits all across the country who have no expertise in the Word of God, do not handle the Word of God carefully, do not preach the truth of the Word of God. They just make stuff up. They just, I, you, I promise you, I don't recommend you spend a lot of time wa- watching Christian television. If that's your thing, cool with that. I, I'd rather read the Bible. But if, if that's your thing, please be careful. If you watch a 30-minute Christian broadcast show and they spend 29 minutes begging for money so they can stay on the air to keep begging for money click that off you'd be you'd be better off watching the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful are those even still on tv oh y'all going to hell Deacon's wife said the young and the restless is on. So I'm going to take for that the bold and beautiful is off. Uh, Well, all right then. What are we talking about? Waste of time watching bad television. There's lots of bad preaching out there. There's lots of people saying all kinds of stuff, and many people are being misled. We've got an entire generation of people who've been misled to think church is supposed to tickle your fancy and scratch your itch. That church is supposed to supply you with everything. Well, I want to find a, a church that has better this, different that, bigger this. Uh, listen, church is not designed for your pleasure. Church is designed for us to please God. I'm glad we got three people. Don't be misled. The Bible says, remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. Now, uh, let's see if you, the, the other than the 18 people can catch up. Why would God tell us that we need to remember that we can't ignore God and get away with it? 
because we forget. If you are not constantly training your mind to focus and refocus on God and the things of God, then you are not going to remember. But what the Bible says in this verse we need to remember is that you can't ignore God and get away with it. Now, think about that for a moment. How many people do you think ignore God, a lot or a little? People who come to church every time the doors open. Do you know lots of them spend Monday through Saturday completely ignoring God? No, no personal devotion time, no private time of praise and worship, no, no, no intimate time along with the Lord. And God says you can't ignore him and get away with it. And then he says this very familiar phrase, you will always reap what you sow. Now, reaping is... Uh, the harvest and sowing is the planting. So whatever you plant, that is what you're going to harvest. And I came this morning to remind you that right now, every day you are planting a crop for your future harvest. And I want to make sure that you plant with the right seeds to grow the kind of crop that God wants you to grow. Because the reality is most people are planting bad seed. Now, now the seed that you plant is most seen readily in your attitudes and your actions. But I want us to concentrate on faith, hope, and love this morning. And anytime I've heard people preach about, oh, you reap what you sow, it's usually a hard-hitting, negative message of God's going to get you because you've been messing up. God, you, you've been sowing bad and you got a bad harvest coming. But I want us to look at it from a very positive way this morning. I want us to, to look at it in, in, a, in a way that would motivate us to plant the right stuff so we can grow the right stuff because I want you to have a good life. And I believe everyone in this room wants a good life. I, I've said it many times, I'll say it again, that if we went around the room and we asked everybody, if we started with Sonia and we went all the way around the back of the room to Terry and we asked everybody, what do you want? What, 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 what is it that you want more than anything? We'd hear, I want my children to get saved. I want my grandchildren to get saved. I want somebody to get healed. We'd, we'd hear all different types of stuff. But the bottom line to it all, people would say whatever they felt would make them happy. Now, moms and grandmoms like, I, 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 I want them to get saved so they go to heaven. Yeah, because that would make you happy. And it should. And every mother should want their children in heaven. But what I want you to have a good life, and I believe that you want to have a good life. And if you do, I got good news for you. You can start investing in yourself right now so that you'll have a better future than what you're on track for right now. I don't have a magic wand, but if, if we'd be honest with each other, most people would love to wipe the slate clean and get a do-over right now. Most people would love to erase the bad stuff and say, let me start fresh. Good news is we get a chance to start over with God all the time. He said if we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I want us to start over. Look at somebody and say, start over. I want us to start over and do better. I want us to start over and plant the right seed so we can grow the right kind of harvest. How many, how many people would be honest to say, you, you know, you reap some stuff in your life off some bad junk that you put out there? Me and Deacon West. I thank God for honest people. Um, it's time for us 
to start investing in our own future and planting the crop that God wants us to grow. Listen to what the Bible says in Matthew 6, 20. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. Here it is good. Christians have an opportunity to gain treasure in heaven. Do you see that in this verse? Jesus says, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Store up for yourselves. Are you hearing me? Not, not asking what God's going to store up for you. Store up for yourself. This is based on an action that the believer has to do where you can get rewards in heaven that cannot be stolen. But not only can we invest in ourselves and, and gain treasure in heaven, or we can invest in planting the right kind of seed and gain treasures here on earth. Listen to what the Bible says in Luke 18. Then Peter said, look, he's talking to Jesus because a lot of people have been coming and going out of Jesus' life. And Peter said, look, we've left what we had and followed you. So he said to them, truly, I tell you, there is no one who has left a house, wife or brothers or sisters, parents or children because of the kingdom of God who will not receive many times more at this time and eternal life in the age to come. I like the way the New Living says that verse. It says, we will be repaid many times over in this life, as well as receiving eternal life in the world to come. Look at, look at the screen and try, try to understand the word of the Lord. Jesus says, if you give up anything for him, that's your investment. If you sacrifice anything for him, you being here today is an investment in your future. The, 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 whether or not you praise and worship God during praise and worship, that's an investment in your future. Whatever you give up, the Bible promises that we will receive many more times what we gave up now. Say now. One of the reasons um, our website is ALCF now is because the other one was taken, and we had to throw something creative on there, but it made sense to me. God doesn't want us just to have an abundant life in eternity. He wants us to have an abundant life now. So our website is alcfnow.org, and I want you to have it in your mind that there are benefits to serving God now. Say now. Many times, repayment over and over. See, I love investing. I, I have always enjoyed invest. Well, I haven't always enjoyed investing. I've always been active in investing. I've had, I've had some good things happen, some not-so-good things happen. But we need smart investment strategy spiritually because I want the next six months of my life to look better than the last six months. Mm. See, that's when we need honest people. See, y'all, y'all wanted to come to church and have somebody preach you happy. That's, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm here to give you the equipment so that you can be the men and the women that God wants you to be. And I want you to know, you can radically transform your future by planting the right seeds today. Now, it works in, in almost every area of life. If you are overweight, like me. Uh, my doctor, according to the scale, says I'm morbidly obese and ready for a heart attack. Um, okay, I've seen fatter people than me, but I've definitely seen skinnier people than me. But if you wanted to lose weight, you could make an investment in a gym membership. 
I tried that. I found out paying the bill doesn't, doesn't work. You actually have to go in there and sweat. I had a membership. I paid for it. didn't go, and I didn't lose any weight. But what, whatever, if you want a better result in your future, you have to do better now. You want to know what your life's going to look like in a year? Look at what you're doing right now because you're planting the seeds of your future harvest. Our, our, our verse 7 of Galatians 6 says, You will always reap what you sow. Now, people all around the world believe this. This isn't, this isn't just a Christian concept. This is a universal concept. Buddhists call it karma. Theologians call it the law of reciprocity. Good old boys say what goes around comes around, and, and the truth remains. Whatever you put out there, it comes back to you. Super spiritualists, these weirdos, uh, it's just wild. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad that God showed me the truth because I don't know how it hits you, but have you ever seen on social media when you tell you know somebody, when you put out there something bad's happening, you're going through something difficult, and you get good, decent Christian folks say, I love you in the Lord, I'm praying for you, I'm, I'm, I'm calling your name before God. That's awesome, that's encouragement. But, but then you get these, these nuts out there that pretend to be spiritual when they're not. They say spiritual, not religious. Uh, what, what do they say? Anybody know what they say that I can't stand? Good thoughts, good vibes, sending positive energy. Your, well, you got positive energy in your pocket. What you You got good vibes in a backpack? You, 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 you like Dora the Explorer? You just reach in the backpack and get whatever you need? No, there, there is no good energy, no good vibes. I'm sending positive thoughts your way. That, that ain't helping me. Pray, pray, pray for me. Pray, pray for me that, that, that God would help me wake up and plant better. See, that's, that's not what we want in churches today. We, we want the, the pastor to say something, uh, slob some oil on us, wave his hand over us, blow on us, and, and make all our troubles go away, when the reality is the Bible says, you reap what you sow. There's no way around it. There is no way around it. It happens for lost people. It happens for saved people. What you put out there is going to come back to you. I deal with so many people that act confused. and I just don't know why my life has turned out this way. And I tell them, because you stink. I don't always say it that way. Sometimes I say it that way. Our life, now not always, and surely some unfortunate things have happened and some evil things have happened and some people have, have, have snuck in and, and planted bad seed in our field and, and, and created problem. But there is a universal truth that if you want better, you got to do better. And I want you to know you can start investing in your right now and in your future. If I asked, if we had time and I asked and I could get honesty out of you and not just a handful of people to say amen, uh, how many people would like better relationships moving forward for the rest of the year? How many people would like better spirituality, better income, better finances, 
better, better uh, righteousness, peace, joy, faith, hope, love. How many people would, would love to have more anointing? How many people would rather have closer intimacy with God? How many people would, would love to ha- be able to read the Word and hear God talk to them? How many people would love to be able to open the Bible and feel like they had crawled up in God's lap and were, were, were having a conversation with the Most High God? These are the things that are available to the believer with just not planting the right seed. See, because most men could tell you who's, who's in the playoffs in the NBA right now. Why? Because we plant a lot of seeds on that TV. And in sports, most, most mothers could tell you. I, 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 I hate to put LaShonda on the spot. Um, I, I just believe she can. I'm not going to ask you to do it. But uh, do, you, do you know all 23 of those children's birthdays? Every one of them. You can remember their names, their middle names. Because... Yeah, because my mama's sitting in front of you. Now, this is where your kids are going to laugh and tell him. My mama just had three of us. And she called us by the wrong name all the time. She had, and, and Dina's a girl. I'm a, I'm a man. And she'd be like, Dina, Scott, Mark. I... Does she do that, kids? Sometimes. Listen, we, we have got to get to the place where we are making the right investment, where, where we, are, we, we know so much about so many other things. We, we know songs, we, we know movies, we know lines out of movies. Most people know more about the Avengers than they do know about the Bible. Most people can uh, quote more verses to songs than they can quote verses of the Bible simply because we haven't been planting seeds in the right place. Next time you sit down in front of that television, I want you to picture yourself planting seeds into your television. And what's going to grow is your knowledge of your show. I had a man tell me one time, I, I told y'all some of the smartest advice I ever got was from drunks. And this, this old drunk with, I worked with at the a bulk mail center uh, or the, uh, the general mail center on Kings Road in the post office, um, he, I was single. He was older. Uh, I think he was married, but they weren't living together. And he told me, he said, look here, son. You want to get in good with these ladies? Keep up with the stories. I didn't even know what the stories were. Every white person in the room don't know what the stories are. If I said the soap operas, then they'd know. That's, that's code switching for the stories. Uh, and that, that's how I knew about Bold and Beautiful. Y- y- y'all know what, when Bold and Beautiful came on? Right after Young and the Restless. You know how I knew that? Because an old drunk black man at the post office told me if I want to get in good with women, get, get, know what the storyline is. So when we go to lunch in the cafeteria and they're talking about, you know, uh, you know, this one cheating with that one and the other one leaving the other one, that I could chime in and have some conversational ability. What, so what did I start? I started planting seeds into the Young and the Restless. The bold and the beautiful. Uh, I can't even remember what that. Somebody were the foresters. I don't know. Even remember what show they were on. I know, I know half of y'all know. You just don't want to tell it because I'm gonna tell you you're going to hell again. But <laughs> next time you sit down in front of a sports event and you spend three hours sitting on your bottom watching TV about sports, I just want you to realize you're planting seeds in sports. 
Next time you do whatever it is that you do. Now, now some things are good. I mean, so, some people, uh, now I'm not going to do it, and I already told y'all, I don't want any information about fad diets. I'm comfortable being fat. I've made peace with my fat a long time ago. Um, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, but some people, if you went to the gym, you're planting seeds into fitness. And, and if you want to see what it looks like, um, just, just take a glance at Elder Keon before you leave church today, and then take a glance at me. I make an investment into reading. He also makes an investment into reading. I make an investment into reading more while he's making an investment into sweating in the gym. And it pays results. Listen to me. If you work the plan, the plan will work. And I want us to have a better next six months. I want us to have a better year. I want us to get more on track. And we've got to believe and operate by this basic principle of you reap what you sow. And I said the title of today's sermon is Plant the Crop God Wants You to Grow. And that's what I want us to do. Uh, Because our harvest that is coming is based on what we are doing today. I told you, your future is going to look like what your actions are now. Some people come in, they don't know why their life's all messed up. They haven't been planting the right stuff. You, you, you married the wrong person. You shacked up with them. You married them. You, you married them out of order. You, you, you didn't do things God's way. And here's the thing. Stop blaming God for the bad actions of people. Mm, that's more accountability than most people want. Let me keep moving. Here's, here's what we need to do. The Bible says these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And here's what I want you to start doing. Plant seeds of faith every day. Make an investment in your faith. Wake up because I'm going to be done, literally. I'm going to be done in the next 12 minutes. You ready? It's going to shock y'all. Y'all are clock checking me now. Make an investment into your faith every day. Plant seeds into your faith so that your faith can grow. God wants you to grow in your knowledge of him. And you need to plant seeds, make an investment in your faith. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I know a lot of people say, well, Pastor, I don't, I don't read a lot of Bible, but I pray a lot. Uh, prayer is awesome. But if you want your faith to grow, you're going to have to get in the Bible. I know people say, uh, Pastor, you know, I, I don't like all that reading and studying, but, you know, I keep myself encouraged through good Christian music. Hey, good Christian music is awesome. But it's not going to grow your faith the way the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Not only plant seeds of faith, but plant seeds of hope. Say hope. Oh, when I was putting this message together, um, I love words. I love studying. I love facts and information. I love synonyms and antonyms. I love to look at root words, where words come from, study them in the original language. When I looked up this word hope, I saw some synonyms that I thought, oh, man, that really shines a good light for me. I don't know if it will help you. But here's three words that are synonymous with hope. Confidence, optimism, and expectation. Confidence, optimism, and expectation. Now, if you're a negative, pessimist, worrywart, you're not growing your faith. You're not growing your hope. You're going down the wrong road. But... We need to live lives of confident 
optimistic expectation. If I started with Nancy and worked all the way around the room today and, and said, what are you expecting from God this week? What are you expecting from God in this service? See, here's the reality. One of the reasons why most people don't see God show up in a huge way in their life, they're not expecting it. Now, when you sat down in here today, was there even a glimmer of thought? This could be the day I get my breakthrough. This could be the day the anointing breaks the yokes that have been binding. This could be the day that God says something to me that sets me on a better course. Most people have no expectation from God, but we need to plant seeds of hope. Now, the Bible talks about the blessed hope of the believer. Listen to Titus 2.13. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you four words, and I want you to keep these in your mind every minute for the rest of your life. Jesus is coming back. That's the blessed hope. What is the hope of the believer that Jesus is coming back? That he did not leave us without hope. He said, I go to prepare a place for you and I'll come again to receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. I want to tell you some good news this morning. This world is not all there is. I don't have time for politicking and uh, protesting and sign holding and all that other stuff for a world that is undone without God. I'm, I'm, I'm too busy building up my faith, building up my hope, thinking about that soon and very soon we're going to see the king. You need to get it in your mind. One, one glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. You, you need to remember what, what the saints of old said. When the saints go marching in, I want to be in that what? Oh, if you're in that number... What are you worried about? Well, I really like to see the Laker fan. I really like to see the Lakers. The Lakers are not going to win. How how many people? Let let me say this. They could. I mean, they got two of the greatest players to er, to ever lace them up. Uh, But so many people are looking for other stuff. So many people are, are more concerned on what they've got going on than what should be the builder of our hope, and that is that Jesus is coming back. I said plant seeds of faith by making make, make an investment in the Word. Plant seeds of hope by, by looking for the return of the Lord. And thirdly, plant seeds of love. Say love. The Christian story is a love story. The story of Jesus and God is a love story about how much God loved us, that he redeemed us back to him even after man went the other way. And we need to spread love everywhere we go. Here's the sad reality. I, I meet so many people in, in, in my journey that, that tell me that they're safe, sanctified, fire baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. I say, oh, really? Tell me about it. Oh, I got filled with the Holy Ghost in 1987. You might need a fill-up. I mean, if you put gas in your car in 1987, you've probably done that again. The Bible says be being filled with the Holy Spirit. I know, I know so many people that, that um, they, they ask me. They hear, find out I'm a pastor. Well, what do you believe about speaking in tongues? And Because we believe, and they have it on their church wall. We, we believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence 
of speaking in tongues. I like what Bishop says. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking to each other. I mean, that's awesome. If you, if you speak in tongues, prayer language, if you do miracles, if, 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 if you can float around the house and, uh, and make money rain from the uh, air conditioner vents, that, all that's great. But the Bible says if you don't have love, you're nothing in God's eyes. Lo- hear this good. Love is important. Love is vital. And love is expected. These are the big three, and God said the greatest of these is love. Listen to what 1 John three eighteen said. Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. Here's, I can ask you again. Let's see if anybody's awake and will remember. Why, why does God tell us not just to love in word and speech? Because we do. Love you. Love you too. Why, why, why are you planning and scheming? Why, 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 why are you creeping? Why, why, why are you doing dirt? Why, why are you out there doing stuff? Listen, saying it and doing it aren't always the same thing. That's why I love this uh, part of that song that says, let's get on down to the main attraction. That's a little less talk and a lot more action. The world needs to see. You living a life of faith, hope, and love. The world needs to see love pouring out of you. The world is a hard and a brutal place. And God put us here as his ambassadors. And he wants us to not just tell people about love, not just talk about things, but put action and truth in it. If I ask you right now, how do you love the people that you love? And you don't have 15 ways you can tell me about it? Then, then you probably need to learn how to love in action because everything else is just lip service. And, and most of us have learned this already in life. Talk is cheap, but it takes money to ride the bus. You've got to put some action to your words. Now, I don't know if you've been making positive or negative investments in your future, but I got good news for you today. You can make an investment in your future when you live a life of faith, hope, and love. Come on, Victor. I want to wrap this up by asking uh, Elder Keon to come down here. I want to get uh, our church administrator to come down to the front. I want, uh, I want us to spend some time this morning just talking to God. How, how many of y'all know I could have preached for another hour? It's 11.34. But I want us to actually spend some time with the Lord today. I want us to honor, and, and, and some of you might feel, feel like you, you need somebody, a man of God, a woman of God, to pray with you. Maybe, maybe you're not saved and none of this makes sense to you at all. You can come, and, and, and these, these Christian leaders can tell you how you can have real salvation. Maybe you got something really heavy on your heart, and you'd just like to agree in prayer with, with a brother or sister in Christ. We're going to take time for that. We're going to open up the altar. You can pray on your own. You can pray where you are. But whatever it is that you need to do, we're going to take some time and we're going to make some investment. Listen, if you need more faith, get in the book. Get away from the TV. Get away from social media. Get away from habits and hobbies that that are crowding God out. Put God first. And he promised to make everything else work out. 
Maybe you've been feeling hopeless lately. You need more hope. Same solution. Get in the book. This book is filled with hope. It's filled with blessings. It's filled with benefits. It's filled with encouragement and instruction. Maybe you just are angry. Oh, if I had my angry meter, I, I'd, I'd just start with Gigi and go all the way around the room and, and just see. Some people are just so angry that, that their love is hidden beneath all that hurt and all that pain. I want to tell you something. If you need more love, get in the book. Ask God. God said, ask, and it will be given to you. Whatever you need from God, whether it's salvation, whether it's healing, a miracle, you need God to do something special in your life, I want us just to take a few moments and talk to God. If you're physically able, just as a sign of unity, I want to ask you to stand to your feet right now and pray with me. God, thank you for giving us faith. Thank you for giving us hope, and thank you for the love that you poured out to us on Calvary and every day. You're a good God. And Lord, I pray right now that as we sanctify this time wholly to you, that you'd have your way with your people. God, I pray that you'd save the lost in this room. Lord, I pray that you'd encourage the backslider. God, I pray that you'd restore us, create in us a clean heart, renew a right spirit in us, God. Lord, I pray that we'd begin to invest in faith, hope, and love. Lord, I pray that you'd fill us with your spirit and guide us into all truth in Jesus name Amen Thank you for listening to the ALCF Sound Doctrine Podcast and visit us on the web at alcfnow.org Your financial support for this ministry allows us to share the gospel around the world Your support is greatly appreciated If you would like to give a donation, please go to alcfnow.org. Abundant Life Christian Fellowship Church. Loving God, loving people.